My name is Brent. I'm one of the pastors here. And, and in a few minutes, we're going to light candles and uh, sing Silent Night. But before we do that, we want to take a few minutes and just reflect on uh, the Christmas story a little bit. This is from Matthew chapter 1, and you'll find it in your bulletin. And I'm going to pick it up sort of halfway through. Uh, this is uh, the story of uh, Mary. She's uh, pregnant uh, with Jesus, and, a, and an angel appears to Joseph. And it says, As Joseph considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so the angel shows up and tells Joseph that this, this child that Mary's going to bear is called Emmanuel, God with us. And this name Emmanuel, uh, which means God with us, this is not just, you know, kind of one of those... Uh, uh, you know, nice, comforting uh, sentiments. It's not just, you know, when you name a child and sometimes your child has uh, a symbolic name that means something. What I want you to see is that within the name Emmanuel, with this name that means God with us, we see a huge aha moment in the story of the Bible. Because really, if you want to know the, the, the message of the Bible summed up in, in, a, in a nutshell, this is it. God with us. The whole plot line of the Bible turns on this one phrase, God with us. And I want to show you just, just real quick. So way back in the book of Genesis, there was the story of creation, and God made everything, and he, uh, the, the crown of his creation was Adam and Eve. And uh, it said that in the garden there, uh, God walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. The story of the creation is a story about God with us, God dwelling with the original man and woman. And this is the way it always was meant to be. But then tragedy struck, and Adam and Eve sinned, and they were separated from God, and, and their sin sent them away from God. What sin always does, uh, it breaks fellowship with God, and, and they have to leave God's presence. And the rest of the Bible is a story about what God did in order to dwell with his people once again. Later on, there's a story of the Exodus. And, and of course, the story of the Exodus is when Moses confronted Pharaoh and uh, God delivered his people from slavery, and, and they crossed the Red Sea. And why did God deliver his people? Why did God save them? Why did God rescue them? Well, in Exodus 29, God says, the reason why I've saved you is that I would so that I may dwell with you in the desert. The story of Exodus is a story of God with us, God wanting to dwell with his people, Israel. Uh, and, and there in the desert, uh, they, they crafted a, a, a tent or a tabernacle where they put the Ark of the Covenant. And of course, the Ark of the Covenant was a symbol of God's presence, His holy presence, dwelling in the middle of the camp there with His people. And then as the, the story of the Bible goes on, there's, uh, of course, uh, God's presence becomes more permanent. And uh, King Solomon builds a temple to replace the tabernacle. And there in the temple was, uh, right in the, in the middle of that, of that structure, was a place called the Holy of Holies. And this was where God's holy presence dwelt, in the city of Jerusalem. 
And so God's presence was more permanent, but I want you to see that even then, uh, God's plan was not finished. This was not at all perfect. This was not at all adequate. Because although God's presence was there in the temple, it was still unapproachable. There was a huge veil, a big curtain, in front of the Holy of Holies where, where uh, nobody could pass through except for a priest once a year. And there God was saying, yes, I'm dwelling in the midst of my people, but you still can't come close. You still, not, you still can't come near. I still can't fully be with you as, as your God. And so the question as the, as the Old Testament was sort of coming to a close was, will God fully be with his people again, like he was at the very beginning, walking in the cool of the day? Will God ever be fully with his, his present here on earth as he was at the very beginning? And then uh, the angel comes to Joseph, and Joseph has a baby, and the angel says, you shall call this baby Emmanuel, which means God with us. And as Joseph looked at this baby, he was looking at the very presence of God dwelling in his midst. God has, he had fulfilled his purpose. He had done what he had wanted to do from the very beginning. God was there as a little baby dwelling in the midst of his people. In John, uh, it, it, it talks about Jesus coming into the world, and it says, light came into the darkness, and the light dwelt among us. And the word dwell literally means tabernacle. And so, uh, what John is saying is that in Jesus Christ, what God was promising in the tabernacle has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. God with us. God among his people. At the end of his life, Jesus Christ died, and he rose again from the dead. And you remember at, at the night of the crucifixion, the veil in the temple was torn in two. Uh, the, 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 the barrier to God's presence was open for everyone. And in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God's presence was made open to all of us. So that uh, through his Holy Spirit, by the, the death of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice, all of us can walk with God. The story of the Bible go going through here. And then at the very end of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, uh, there's this wonderful point at the very, very end, Revelation 21, uh, verse 3, where uh, the Apostle John is having this vision of the, of the kingdom of God and the coming of, of Christ for the second time. And there's this wonderful place in Revelation 21 where it says this. I'm just going to read it. John says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth has, had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city of Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, and here's what the voice is saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. This is the very end. This is where the story is headed. This is the climax of the narrative of redemption. God dwelling with us, dwelling with his people, dwelling with humanity forever as our God. And so this is the plot line. It's not just a name. This is the plot line of the whole Bible. And I think what, what Christmas calls us to do is, and what, what it invites us to do is to reorient our lives around the plot line of Scripture. Right? Our, our lives become about a lot of things. But what would it look like for us to reorient our lives around the plot line of the Bible? This is what Scripture is about. 
This is where the world is headed. This is what creation and redemption is all about, God dwelling with his people. And what would it look like for us as, God, as, as God's people to invite God into the center of our lives, to dwell with Jesus, to walk with him, to make it a main pursuit of our lives to know him. God, through his death and resurrection, has made a knowing God possible and dwelling God with God possible. And what would it look like for you tonight to sort of reorient your life around this main purpose of the world? Knowing God and dwelling with him. Well, tonight we're going to light candles, and what the candle is a symbol of is God's presence. As we light the candles and as we pass them around, this is a, a, a symbol of, of what's really true in this room, that God, uh, through the death and res resurrection of Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, is present with us. And so as we gather together, as we light the candles, let's, let's remember God's presence, and let's reorient our lives around knowing him and dwelling with